the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson, and this is kind of a fun turn of events. So on Monday, I wasn't feeling well. My co-host, Brian Fromm, uh, held the show for me, and I'm very appreciative of him for that. But he is not here for the first part of today's show on Friday. And so I am joined by my friend, my colleague, my worship pastor, what else? My brother in arms, Aaron uh, Andrews. Hey, Aubrey, how's it going? Hey, it's good, Aaron. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We have learned that Aaron is a five time common good guest. Yes, yeah, five times. Which means if this was Saturday Night Live, would we be giving him the, the is it a robe, a cigar jacket, a letterman jacket? Yeah, it's, it's a jacket, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So we need to get you the common good jacket, yeah. which I said has mine and Brian's faces on it. You will <laughs> love it. It's really good. I can't wait for it. <laughs> I know. Okay, Aaron, for the people who may not know you, for some reason they've missed your five-time appearance sure. here on The Common Good, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. And, well, I want to spill the beans a little bit, why mm. you're really here. It's not just to fill in for Brian, it's because you have a new album that's dropping soon. I do, I So do. exciting. Okay, yeah. so bef- I, I kind of just... I buried the lead there, but go back and talk about who you are, what you do, all of that fun stuff. Yeah, I'm a, a PK. I'm an East Coast East Coast kid. I grew up in the, the nation's capital of Washington, D.C. Um, first gen American. Both of my parents grew up and was born and raised in the Caribbean and they, they moved to the States in their teens. And uh, I'm a singer-songwriter. I, I worship lead. I've been playing in bands my, my whole life. Yeah, since you were little, right? Very little. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the first band I was in was with my brother and my sister. <laughs> and then I'd get frustrated and kick him out the band. Are you serious? And then realize I didn't have a band. So I was like, no, you guys got to You guys come back. come back. Did your band have a name? Uh, a God's Word. <laughs> <laughs> that was our name. I love that. That's it's so like, Christian. We're, we're singing Jesus songs. You're so. such good pastor's kids. <laughs> I know. Almost well too done. good. <laughs> God's Word. Your parents were so proud. They're like, my kids have a band. It's called God's Word. <laughs> it was almost frustrating because we didn't always get along. Yeah. But, you know, it worked out. Okay. And so you have moved in your career to actually having a grown-up adult band. Mm-hmm. And now you're dropping a like your own solo album. Is yeah, that right? Is yeah. this the first time you've done this or this no? This is my first solo project. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the project. What's the album called? Uh some details. When does sure. it release? But then also kind of why now? Yeah. So I'm calling it Just Some Songs. I love that. It's a Just very some songs. serious, unserious take yeah. on a project. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been writing songs for close to 20 years and I never thought to do a project by myself. For real? Mm-hmm. Huh. And so just because I've been playing through bands since high school and yeah. in college and, you know, it was just never thought to do it that way. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of some personal takes on my story. Um, songs that didn't really quite fit what we do as a band. And gotcha. Just kind of expressed differently musically as well. Mm-hmm. So there's um, a little R&B in there. Oh, that's cool. I have a country song. No, you record. don't. I do. Come I do. on. 
fun. That's so, so awesome. Um, yeah, I just wanted to pull from all the influences from my growing up and yeah. stuff that I love to listen to now and just kind of yeah. put it all in one project. Okay, so I have so many questions. Who, First of all, who are Just Some Songs? That's the name of the album. comes out December 22nd. 22nd. Yeah. A little Christmas present for I you guys. I love that. Where will people be able to purchase it, stream it, all of that fun stuff? Yeah, it'll be everywhere. Apple Music, Spotify, okay. YouTube, um, anywhere that you like to listen to music. That's okay. where you find it. Okay. And then um, who were some of your influences? We're actually, just so our listeners know, we're going to have Aaron play some of the songs from the album in a little bit. But mm-hmm. uh, before we dive into all that, who were who are? and who were some of your musical influences specifically related to this album, Just Some Songs? Sure. The, the influences span mainstream to Christian music. Um, big fan of Rich Mullins and Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah. Uh, but in the same breath, I love Stevie Wonder and Marvin nice. Gaye. And so a lot of that was kind of informing um, some of the songwriting throughout this this process cool. and this project. And you know that Stephen Curtis Chapman was on the show here just recently, right? I know. Yeah, I, I was uh, Big, it was really big fan fun. Of Steven. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Okay, so um, when you're when you're creating an album, are you thinking thematically like this will be the thread that runs mm. through every song, or this will be the sound? Like, how do you sure. kind of conceive of an entire album rather than just single songs? Yeah, traditionally when we would do uh, records with Graveyards to Gardens, it was always thematic, and we always wanted like a through line, even if there was. Um, some variation in musical style, mm-hmm. but we always wanted like a theme to kind of anchor what we were saying okay. through the music. Yeah. Uh, for this project, it's kind of a free for all. It was kind of like a collection of songs I've written. So, some as long ago as five, six years ago. Okay. Some wow. as recent as like maybe a month and a half ago. No way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and why now? You've been writing for five years. What's what has it taken for you to be like? Okay, now's the time. You know, I was just tired of my friends bullying me. Really? Putting stuff. Out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, there, there there was there was some loving encouragement for some people. I just play stuff too. It's like, why aren't you releasing stuff? Mm. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It's just. Kind yeah. of doing it for for fun. I'm a songwriter, so we write yeah. songs. Um, but then it felt like I was like, no, I think I, this. I became really passionate about a couple of these songs. I'm like, this might need to live somewhere outside of just my, yeah. my computer hard drive. Yeah. And so that was kind of the thrust into uh, putting out this project. I love that. Okay, so I know you as Aaron with a guitar. Hmm. You telling me that you have R&B songs makes me think it's Aaron with different instruments, yeah. Aaron with a – like talk to me about that. Yeah, it's um, it's a different way than you've heard my voice yeah. before in the past. Traditionally, it's been contemporary Christian music or rock and roll. Yep. Um, there's different stuff. There's some, a lot of synth-heavy stuff. Come on. So cool. A lot of beat making. Uh, I did probably 90, 98% of the production myself. Okay. I have a good friend that's helping me out with uh, electric guitars on one song. Nice. But this is this is all me, all the songwriting, no all the way. singing. Yeah. How does it feel to be like, because I know I can only compare it to putting a book out in the world after all of that hard work and thought and editing, mm. it can feel a couple ways. Like it can feel very exciting and like, okay, here's your baby. But it can sure. also feel like, oh, here's my baby and I'm letting the whole world have my baby. Like sure. that's a little bit yeah. intimidating. Yeah. Do you feel any of that? Do you feel just joy? Like what are you thinking about as you get ready to release this again on December 22nd? Yeah, I think this level of excitement because I'm excited to share a different side of myself yeah. with, with people and friends. Like no one's really heard anything that I've done just yeah. yet. So I think it might be maybe a little bit of a surprise because yeah. just people haven't seen me in this context before. Yeah. Um, but it's always a little just like off-putting when you're being vulnerable and putting out a side of yourself. Like right. I, I haven't 
shared any love songs with people before. And you're doing that. And I'm doing it, yeah. Oh, I so. cannot wait. Are you going to play a love song for us uh, when we come back from the break? Absolutely. Yay. Okay, good. So Aaron is going to give us some of the songs. We're going to get to hear them here for the first time. Obviously, you can't give away everything because we sure. want our listeners to download, stream the album itself. But December 22nd, a Christmas gift for you. For you, for for. For the children. For the children. It's available wherever it is you download and stream your music. It is called Just Some Songs. And we're actually going to hear one of those mm-hmm. songs. Now, before we do, though, Aaron, tell us what's the song? What's it about? Give us the history. So, actually, this song just went through a rewrite about two weeks ago. No way. It was a little bit more um, angry and maybe a little bit more insecure. Oh, interesting. And since I wrote the song five years ago, I was like, man. I've gone through a lot of growth. Mm. And so. Wow. Yeah. Some of the insecurities I was facing and whoever I was writing it about five years ago, (laughs) like a lot of that has changed. And so it's. This is more of a pleasant take on this song. I love that. Yeah. I, you don't think about, you know, as someone who listens to music, I don't necessarily think about the growth of the songwriter or the song. You mm. kind of just, you get the finished product. Right. And so that's sort right. of what you have to to relate to. Mm. So to think about it as a, um, like something organic and changeable, even in you, as you yeah. go back and revisit yeah. it, that makes sense to me, even as a writer myself, because I go back to books like from years ago that I'm like, oh, I would change that now. Oh, sure. I would say that differently yeah. now. And so you but I guess you keep creating so that you can kind of bring the new you right. to the table and to this song. So that's really fun. OK, so this is called I Love You. I love you. What a classic name for a <laughs> for a um, song. All right, Aaron, yeah. take it away. I don't want to say I love I love you. Cause that makes this real And that's far too real I don't wanna say I love, I love you Cause I'm scared to feel Scared how you make me feel And I can't ignore The way that you make me feel Maybe it feels so real That I can't ignore did you make me feel? Baby, this feels so real. I don't wanna say I love, I love you. You're chasing my heart now, girl. Needing you in my world. I don't wanna say I love, I love you. I can't even let this go. I just thought I'd let you know. And I can't ignore. The way that you make me feel, baby, this feels so real, and I can't ignore the way that you make me feel, baby, this feels so real. I don't want to say out loud I love you, because that makes this real, and that's far too real. Ooh, I love that ending there. Ooh, that was good. That was really good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, uh, all the ladies are going to be calling you after this one, Aaron. You did that on purpose to get some dates, for sure. Um, That's that's what the whole album's about. (laughs) Just getting the ladies. Okay, so, no, Aaron, seriously, so I've heard you sing Christian songs. Yeah. 
And not that a love song isn't a Christian song, sure. but like this is a, the first time I've heard you write a love song or sing a love song. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, really cool and really vulnerable <laughs> yeah. and really I think all music, all songs are love songs, as sure. they say, right? So yeah. I love that you're talking about love. Um, when you're writing a song like this, even though it's five years ago, what does mm. it feel like to be revisiting yourself back then and like making the tweaks that you made to it sure. so that it is what it is today? Yeah, I think the heart of the song still stands from the first draft mm. to what it is now. Yeah. And I think a lot of what I was trying to say, like I'm a big, you know, scripture talks about like there's there's power in the tongue, right? Yeah, yeah. And like our words have power to speak mm. life and to, mm. to take away life. Yeah. And, and so there, there's a part of yourself um, – I also love naming things, right? Uh-huh. So there's there's uh-huh. that feeling inside. I was like, man, I think that I, I might love this person or mm. have feelings for this person. But the moment that I speak it, it becomes real. Yeah. It becomes this thing that exists and has life and it's, yeah. it's moving. Yeah. And so I'm wrestling through that insecurity within mm. myself. But like I know I need to name this because it's already welling up inside wow. of me. Oh, that's so vulnerable. That's so relatable mm. too. I feel like so many people – yeah, can understand what that like. Oh, okay, this and even if it's not love, this thing I'm feeling that I'm identifying, yeah. I have to name it or yeah. else. I don't know what the or else is. It sure. it won't become all it's supposed to, or I won't experience healing if it's something right. bad. But right. like to be able to name it, even when you're struggling to, that's really powerful. Yeah. For a song like that, do you first like? Do you hear the melody? Do you have the song lyrics ready? Like, what's mm. the? I, I'm sure it's different for every song, but like, sure. How does the songwriting process work for you generally? Yeah, if I remember correctly, I think it was one of those things. Some of my favorite songwriting happens at like midnight. Mm, so I think, no way, really? Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's just just something about you know late in the midnight hour, inspiration just comes for me. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm naturally okay. a night owl. Okay, okay. So I think I was just sitting on the basement floor in the dark as I tend to do. <laughs> so artsy. I know. And I'd start playing these chords. I'm like, oh, this speaks to me. Mm. And it started off more as like a folk song. And so a lot, actually a lot of the songs on this record were folk songs. No way. Initially. And then I just, you know, pull a little beat to it. And okay. Let go. me ask you a, another personal question, which sure. you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but you said this started out angry. Like, what did it sound like before? Because <laughs> now it's just this beautiful, like, poppy yeah. love song. How yeah. does it... So musically, it was very similar. I'm trying to remember what I even said before. Mm-hmm. But it, the, I think the root of it was like, I just have to get this person out of my I life. I see. Th- it was more like a closure thing. Yeah. And so oh, okay. there was, it was more of a wrestle of like, I have these feelings. Mm-hmm. I wish I didn't have these feelings because mm-hmm. it didn't quite work out okay. the way I thought it yeah. would. Um, and so it took me a couple of years, apparently, to work yeah. through some of those yeah. feelings to get to a yeah. point like, oh, man, what was I, what was I going through mm-hmm. five years ago? Um, so in some ways, it was kind of like a redemption song yeah, that's for really me good. to kind of reclaim some of that for myself. Yeah, Heartbreak has a way of doing that. So I love yeah. that you're able to revisit that and be like, okay, now I've grown. Like yeah. I've experienced some healing from this. Mm. Um, I, I'm just – I'm even like going to get really personal Yeah, more because I know you're a pastor at heart too. And I'm sitting here thinking of our listeners who might be hearing that song and hearing your journey. And like they have a story of unrequited love mm. or they have a story of um, – not ever having confessed the love that they felt or whatever. Mm. Like, and sometimes I know that can sound cliche, but it's also very real. Like it's what a lot of people are dealing with, or maybe they, there's somebody they want to say, I love you too, but they haven't found that person yet. Um, what's a, what's like a pastoral word? I mean, not to make it cheesy, but I do want to make it really meaningful for our listeners. Like what's a pastoral word of encouragement for somebody in kind of that 
unrequited love place or that like, oh, I haven't met the person that I've been longing to and my heart really hurts place? Mm. Yeah, I think, wow, it's a great question. I think what's been helpful for me, um, especially as I've been journeying, journeying the last five years from one situation to yeah. another. Yeah, um, I was I was listening to a podcast today. I've been big into Bridgetown and their sermons. Oh, and they so good. That's so funny, Aaron. We have not talked about this, but I I was listening to a Bridgetown sermon this morning. Oh no way! Yeah, they're so yeah. good. It was just talking about, um, and this is not always the happy answer, but like there's there's something really significant to patience, right? Mm. And what they were saying in, in the podcast is like you know, God heals our deepest wounds through through patience. Mm. And wow. I think wow, I needed just the time and the space of maybe five years to let the Lord just like really start to redeem and heal the parts inside so of me. Because we all long for affection and yeah. we want to be known by others. Yeah. And for some reason or another, uh, it doesn't always work out the way right. that we envision in our minds. Right. Um, but if we're creating the image of God, mm. he sees us as a masterpiece mm. and we're not wasted and we're, yeah. we're of the utmost importance, whether yeah. we're single or not. Yeah. And so that has been a lesson I've been trying to teach myself and let the Lord teach me over the last several years. Ugh, I love that. And I love that like creativity and, and beauty and song came out of that. So again, the name of the album that we're talking with Aaron Andres about is Just Some Songs. Mm-hmm. Drops December 22nd, wherever it is you download or stream your music. Um, Aaron, where can people find and follow you on social media in case they want to like, you know, keep keep up to date yeah, on all yeah. things with the album? Uh, Facebook and Instagram is at Aaron Andres. And for those of you who use Twitter or X, however you want to call yep. it, uh, is at Aaron underscore Andres. All right. We'll be back. Aaron's going to play some more songs for us from the new album when we return. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. It's been a long time Since someone has caught my eye And I'm feeling the pressure Cause I wanna get this right Hope I'm saying the right things Think I can tell in her eyes Hear it all in her laughter Oh, I gotta get this right Hope I get this right Don't wanna mess this up but I'll take that chance for you Don't wanna mess this up But I'll take that chance for you With you Jumping in, I'm diving deep I'm captivated by what could be Don't want to mess this up, but I'll take that chance for you. Don't want to mess this up, but I'll take that chance for you. With you. Don't want to mess this up, but I'll take that chance for you. mess this up I'll take that chance for you with you Ooh. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. I'm sitting in studio with my friend Aaron Andrews. That was part of his new song, For You, from a new album that he's dropping on December 22nd called Just Some Songs. Aaron, that was beautiful. Thank you. As a side note, I love when a man goes falsetto. So that was <laughs> yeah. very impressive yeah. when you hit those notes. So I was well like, done. I hope sir. I can hit those notes. <laughs> okay, you were telling me off air that there is a great story yeah. behind that song. Yeah. It's a beautiful song, and so I really expected it to be a little funny, and it wasn't funny. So <laughs> you have to tell me what this story is, because now my my curiosity is peaked. Yeah, I'm I'm a romantic at heart, and I also love stories. So yeah. here's I. Uh, I was I was dating someone earlier this year. Okay. And we were hanging out. We were playing board games and stuff. And she's saying, you know, let's 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 make this interesting. Let's put a, a bet on this. I'm like, what are you talking about? She says, if I beat you, you have to write me a song. No way. I was like, oh, that's that's light work. I can for sure do that. <laughs> You're like easy. And so, and if I were to win, uh, she would have to paint me uh, a self portrait. Oh, she, nice. She, she's she's a an painter. artist. Okay. And, yeah. And so uh, she kicked my butt. <laughs> uh, I was genuinely trying to win. This was not me trying to be clever. It's like, oh, I'm going to write you this song. You no, literally like I tried to win and she acted like What game were you playing? We were playing, what were we playing? Jenga. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was doing well and then it just didn't work out. Yeah. And so I, I wrote, you know, this song pretty quickly. And um, Come like, on. I, me being, again, being a romantic, I was like, this is how I feel. I'm a songwriter. <gasps> and so like. I have no problem in like saying how I feel because yeah. that's just what I do. So this was like for her. This was for her. No way. Yeah, for whoever for you is, it was for her. And is the did she hear this? Was the you in the song? Did she hear it? I played it for her on Valentine's Day. Come on. Yeah. Okay, Riz. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> wow. Your son has taught me a lot. Yeah, my son. <laughs> <laughs> My son, Eli, my, oh man, right now my face hurts from laughing. My son, Eli, my oldest son, you've heard me talk about him on the show before, uh, takes guitar lessons and is pseudo-mentored by Aaron Mm. by way of guitar lessons. And we make a joke about how my son has a lot of, he makes a lot of jokes about he has a lot of riz. He does. Yeah, he calls himself like Queen Elizabeth or like some (laughs) version of that. Anyway, if you don't know what Riz is, it's short for charisma. Right. And the right. youths these days use it. But what right. has happened is now Riz, I mean, everyone says it that's younger. But my 12 year old, like anytime he sees a guy just like being cool or like flirting or whatever, he'll be like, Riz. <laughs> <laughs> so now I hear Aaron is playing a song for his Valentine. And all I'm thinking is, that's yeah, so that's, funny. that's what the high Riz? No. What do they say? You just have good riz. The high good riz, riz, low riz, no riz. I think they just say you have riz. I don't know. I'm not cool enough to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A- anything that kind of rhymes with riz, that's what <laughs> Eli does. That's so funny. That's okay, so, funny. so how did, I mean, can you say how she responded? You know, I'm going to be honest. I think it freaked her out a little <gasps> bit. No! Yeah. yeah. It was too romantic. I think it was too vulnerable for her, and it was hard for her to process. Boo. You know, it was in the moment. I, you know, you know, looking at her, yeah. singing as I'm doing it. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. No. So, you know, we we dated for a little bit after that. It didn't didn't oh, work out. Brutal. I don't think it was Savage. the song, but I don't think it. No, helped. it could not have been the song. <laughs> but you think that, no, a song like this with the riz that it has is supposed to get the girl. So yeah. she wasn't the right one. For I you, think she obviously. was flattered, but you know, depending on where you're at in life, it could be a lot to process. At the end of the day, she told you to write a song for her. So she did. A little bit that's on her. This I don't know if she was expecting like like a Sesame Street type song. Maybe she or, thought it'd be funny and you were like, I know I'm going there. Or like I'm a weird being... owl sort of a thing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, you're a songwriter. Of course, you're going to write the. Of course, yeah, you're going to write yeah. the good song. Okay, so um, that actually, to me, is kind of an interesting question. Like, you write something for someone, <laughs> and it, but it belongs not really to her. It belongs to you as the yeah. songwriter. There might be some uh, people out there who would argue who does music belong to, who does art sure. belong to, but really now you get to drop it on this new album, <laughs> whether or not she wants you to. Yeah, I hope she. And it. she. Yeah, I hope she does too. Okay, can I go back to the other love song? Because this is what I'm wondering. Sure. Are you hoping that girl hears it too? The five years ago girl hears it too. There's young woman. There's hears probably it? so much distance. Yeah, from that, that, that one doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. but this one you kind of hope she hears it and like, oh, this guy made it public. You know, I, honestly, like I haven't thought about. It. I, I I did ask myself, should I put this on the yeah. record? And it was. It always comes down to I'm like. It's a good song. It's a great song, I Aaron. Like you it. have to put it, put it on the record. So I was like, if she hears it, awesome. Yeah. If not, then you know she doesn't hear it. The one thing you can't do. I had a when I had I had a boyfriend when I was sixteen. Mm. He wrote a love song for many girls, and he sang oh, it no. to those girls as if it was for them only. And I was one of those girls. You cannot now that this is out there. It can like someone else could take it and make it their love song, but like you can't sing this to another girl. No, no. I can't. It's too late. It's I, been used. It's like it's uh, used well, material. It was written for her. I, I didn't think about sharing this ever, yeah. but in terms of like a song, it's just like it almost. I can sing the song and not think about yeah, her yeah, anymore. Yeah. It's like its own thing. Now. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's so beautiful. All right. Give us again the details of the album, Aaron. When does it drop? When? Uh, where can people get it? Yeah, it's, uh, just some songs. It drops on December 22nd. A little Christmas present for everyone. Love that. And if you love Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer. I don't know who used Deezer, but if you do, then Never it'll be there too. Never heard of Deezer. Uh, YouTube. Um, so wherever you like to and prefer to listen to music. Yeah, okay. Please look up And the something Aaron said earlier is you've produced this entire thing by yourself yeah, right yeah. so you so you not only play the music write the music you produce the music how did you get mm-hmm. into music production yeah so i started off really young my mom god bless her thank shout out to diane diane she, she got me like this little recording setup um when i was in high school had no idea what i was doing come on and then i had some really great friends that gave me my first imac my senior year of high school wow yeah, and so for those of you who have Macs, there's this recording program called GarageBand. Mm-hmm. So that's what I started off on, used that for years, and it's kept evolving and growing and writing and recording songs. No way. Yeah. So so I know you with your band, mm-hmm. did you guys produce your all your music and write your own music as well, or do you have somebody else do the production? Right. We've written all of our music, yeah. but we've always collaborated with a producer okay. who's also a great, great friends of ours. Okay. Um, but this is the first time I'm, like, I'm writing, Come recording, on. mixing, all of it by myself. And then where do you do the recording, like, to get the best sound? <laughs> At our church office, actually. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, this is is not the first album that's been produced at our no, uh, no. church office either. So it really yeah. does have good acoustics. Yeah, we make it work. That is so, I love yeah. that. The, it, so if my husband, Kevin, who's the senior pastor of the church, found <laughs> out, he's been trying to build a studio for Aaron forever. Yeah, so yeah. he would be like, wait, this is what the plan I had the whole time. Hey, I saw him yesterday. I was recording some vocals and I was like, Kevin, do you want to sing? Like the, the mic is set up. <laughs> he's like, next time, next time. I'll do it next time. You should ask Kevin to play the banjo. Yes. He, he's... <laughs> Some slight banjo skill that he likes. That to, needs to happen on a Sunday morning. Brag about. You've got a country song on I this album, which is like mind blowing to yeah. me. Okay, so do you listen to country music? I love country music. In fact, uh, me and my my bandmate and best friend Jeremy Yap 
uh, summer 2015, we committed ourselves to only listening to country music. No, you didn't. It was only because the CD player in his car just wouldn't work. Stop. Stop. And we actually just couldn't leave the country station on his radio. But we Stop. we fell madly in love with country no music. No way. Yeah. Okay, so can you name some country music bands or yeah, singers I, you like? I think I love Dolly Parton a yeah, lot. Yeah, she's awesome. Just kind of in general. Yeah. Uh, big fan of like Hunter Hayes, uh, Lady on. A, Maren Morris. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I'm, I'm real, deep into these it. These are real country music yeah. bands and yeah. singers. Okay, I love this. I love this. And I love that you put a country song on the album. Mm. Uh, okay, tell us about it. And then you got to share it with us. Yeah, this was another situation. Just sitting at home on the couch, probably watching cartoons or The Office. Yeah. One of the two. Nice. And um, it's just kind of. Spending a lot of time just kind of reflecting um, my life and just thinking about, you know, some things that the Lord has brought me through. Mm. And sometimes when we're, we're in the midst of a battle or spiritual warfare in certain cases, um, you, just, you just want like the most bombastic miracles from heaven to yeah. fall down and rain upon you yeah. and just kind of get you out of your healing. And yep. we're talking about patience earlier mm-hmm. and not to say that God isn't capable of performing those miracles. Scripture is very clear, but I think there's a lot of work that can be done in us but that only happens through through time and patience mm, and so as i was true. reflecting through some of those things and i was thinking about you know god only asks us to have the faith the size of a mustard seed yeah. and he can move the mountains yeah and wow. um as i was reflecting on that i was like that's all it took like i god mm. didn't need to part the heavens or part the mm. waters to perform his miracles in my life and mm. um the belief was always in myself because he's placed it there wow yeah. So oh, that's so good, idea. Aaron. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. All right. Let's hear it. I'm so excited. I held on to what I shouldn't. I had a tough time letting go. It's hard to rest my burden. It was hard to lose control. But I found a way to promise. And I finally found relief. All it took was a little faith the size of a mustard seed. And I prayed for fire from heaven, and I cried for miracles. It's been hard to see an end in sight, it's hard to know what I don't know. But I found a way to freedom, and I finally clearly see. All it took was a little faith the size of a mustard seed. And I barely had the patience. I fought to have the strength. It was hard to see a better me. It was hard to receive grace. But I'm dancing in my joy now I know His presence is my peace All it took was a little faith The size of a mustard seed All it took was a little faith The size of a mustard seed All it took was a little faith The size of a mustard seed That's so good, Aaron. Oh, I love it. Come on. Woo! That is awesome. Oh man, I feel like that's a hit. Mm. Like I can I can like imagine people singing that everywhere. That's so good. You know what I was listening to when I was um I was listening to it was the, the last song Rich Mullins done. He passed away and he had some demos and mm-hmm. 
Uh, they brought a lot of people within the music industry together, Michael W. Smith and um, Amy Grant. There's that song, uh, Where I am, there you may also be And where the truth, the truth will set you free In the world you will have troubles But I leave you my peace for where I am There you may also be mm. So I, I, I owe a lot to Rich and mm. Uh, even just his ties to this area. I live in Elgin now, and he has a lot of ties to the Elgin area. And, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, spent a uh, summer at Judson University, the university that oh, cool. I, I graduated from. So, cool. Yeah. Actually, it's it's interesting that you mentioned Rich Mullins later on in today's show. Brian and I are going to do like our top five CCM bands from the 90s and 2000s. Ooh. And I am guessing Rich Mullins shows up on one of our lists for sure. Absolutely. So I love that. Yeah. Um, Aaron, when you're... When you're uh, dropping an album, does order of song matter? Yeah, I, I'm actually really big on sequencing. For okay, albums. talk to me about that. Like, what, when, why does it matter, and how do you choose? Yeah, I, I noticed even as a kid, like how important like some of my favorite albums were to me, and the way mm. that they flow together. And so, as you know, I've been in bands, and as I was working on this project, I th- I think I want the song to kind of tell a, a journey mm, and, a, and, yeah. a, and a story. Yeah, and I want just the listening experience to kind of flow for yeah. everyone, so they can feel the seamlessness from one song to the next. Yeah. Okay, and so, so when you're kind of laying them out, are um, it. it do you have themes that like carry across each song so they're somehow connected or like little ditties that yeah. repeat? I'm yeah. not a musician, so I'm sure. trying to come up with the language for what I might Some of hear it is as theme. a listener. A lot of it is just like musical dynamic. Gotcha. Like, okay. so you want the energy. So it's like highs and lows. Yeah. Like, you just want to feel like you're a part of whatever you're listening to. Yeah. That okay. whole journey and that whole okay. process. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me about just your obviously that song was full of faith. Mm. Um, talk to me about your musicianship, your artistry, and being a person of faith. Like, how are they connected for you? Right. It's one and the same, right, mm. for me. Um, this it's, this gift is from, from God. Yeah. And yep. I, I didn't grow up in a musical family. I didn't—I wasn't taught to play or to sing. It's just wild. something that's kind of always been in me. Yeah, it's wild. And so, especially as a songwriter— um, I can only write from the place of who I am. Mm. Uh, I had a mentor that used to say, it's like, just tell your story. No mm. one can ever argue your story. Yep. So just always write your story. Yep. And so whether it's talking about Jesus or, or a romantic experience mm-hmm. or a family or a heartbreak or grief or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, that all flows out from the relationship I have with the Lord because yeah. those are things that are happening in my life. And I know he's with me yep. through all of those situations as well. And so that just shows up in my art, shows up in my writing. I often find I can only relate to this as a writer, but mm. I tell people like I, I think with my fingers or I like pray with my fingers. Mm. So oftentimes when I'm writing a chapter or I'm like working something out, I'm like, oh, this is what I believe. Oh, yes. Yeah. This is where God has shown up. Oh, yes, this is what I know to be true. And it's like I'm reminding myself about who God is and and what God has done in my life 
as I'm typing. Mm, and I yeah. don't even know really how to explain that except just to say it doesn't happen other places. Like for me, that's where it happens. I've heard it put this way by Kirk Franklin. He says any song that he's written has been a song given by loan from God. Mm, and so wow. he's just the vessel and just kind of like the pen to scribe the yeah, songs. Yeah. And he just feels fortunate that God would just mm. like lend him these songs to share with his children. Mm, yeah. And so I was like, man, that's a very unique way to look at yeah, it is. songwriting and yeah. writing in general. Almost like stewardship. Like yeah. you're being given a message Absolutely. that you're stewarding. Yeah. And you, it, just one last question before uh, we let you go, Aaron. It's been so good to have you today, yeah, by the way. it's been good being Thank here. Thank you so much Always for good. being here. Um, I know you said you've been working on this album in parts for like the past five years. Do you ever have seasons of writer's block? No. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's, either it's a bad song or a good song. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I, I, I tell my students this, my songwriting students, like I uh, – and learn to embrace the wrestle mm. of a song. Yeah, and even good. if it's a point of writer's block, you need to put it up on the shelf. Yeah, uh, Just treat it like an old book that you haven't seen in a while. Mm. Take it out, dust it off, and see if you can revisit it then. Oh, so yeah. so good. And some of the songs in this album are that. You've already said that. Again, yeah. the name of the album is Just Some Songs. It comes out December 22nd, wherever it is you stream, download your music. Aaron, remind our people where they can find and follow you and all the all the music that you're putting out into the world. Yeah, you can find... <laughs> okay, sorry. Edit that, Laura. <laughs> I would have been fine if I saw I'm you sorry. laughing. I'm was, sorry. That was good. That's good. Uh, okay, let me ask you the question again. Mm -hmm. uh, Aaron, remind our listeners where they can find and follow you on social media. Yeah, you can find me at Aaron Andrews on Facebook and Instagram and at Aaron underscore Andrews on Twitter. And um, yeah, just thanks again. You guys have had me and been so gracious to me in my career over the years. And so it's always a pleasure to come. To we love having you. We'll out. definitely have you back in the new year. We'll talk, talk about more about this album and how people have uh, responded to it. So thanks so much for being here. Coming up next, Brian and I are talking with David French from the New York Times about emotional health and social media and the state of the church today. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.